Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today on CityCast Madison. It would not be a proper Madison New Year if we didn't take a moment to appreciate our Madison area dairy. International award-winning dairy, mind you. We're revisiting our conversation with one of the co-owners of Landmark Creamery, Anna Thomas Bates, who founded the cheesemaking sensation with Anna Landmark. Their secret? creamy sheep milk. They also now make their own artisan butter at Seven Acre Dairy in Paoli. This show is a love letter to Wisconsin cheese. It's Thursday, December 28th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Hi, Anna. Hi, Bianca. Nice to meet you. Lovely to meet you. Right off the bat, can we ask you what your favorite cheese is? Is that fair? It's not. It's like asking my favorite child. It's very (laughs) challenging because it it all depends on the season and the event and who I'm with. So it's all very interactive, in my opinion. If you want to ask the cheese I eat the most often, that's a little different. So we have a cheese called Pecoro Nocciola. It's a firmer sheet milk cheese. And it's just super easy to love, super versatile. And I eat that one for lunch and bring it places. And it's a crowd pleaser. So that one I eat most often. I love that. And I also literally just tried it. And it is indeed pleasing. Wonderful. Yeah, it just has like notes of brown butter and macadamia nuts. And it's yeah, it's really delicious. Yeah, it's one of your winners. I want to ask you more about that. Before we dive into all of your winning cheeses, I want to point out cheddar and mozzarella are what many people think of when you say cheese. But fun fact, here in Wisconsin, we make over 600 types of cheese. How does your creamery decide what types of cheese to make? Sure, that's a great question. So Landmark Creamery, myself and my business partner, the other Anna, have been making cheese for about 10 years. And we started off a little bit different path than typical Wisconsin cheese makers in that we focused on sheet milk. Sheep milk is very rich. It has twice the fat of cow or goat. It has more protein. It has a really sweet, nutty flavor. A lot of people aren't as familiar with it. Although if you tell them that manchego is made from sheep milk, then they start to think, oh yeah, I have had sheep milk cheese before. Otherwise, some people make an assumption that it's going to taste just like goat cheese, which it does not. It has a very different flavor. So right from the beginning, we were looking at um, some famous European cheeses and kind of to be inspired by them. So the idea is to kind of take some of that old world tradition and some of those production values that have been making wonderful cheese for so long, but combining it with the milk and the terroir here in Wisconsin. The terroir? So similar to wine, where the animals are, what they're eating, Ooh. you know, the environment, how much moisture, all of that factors into the milk. And the milk is really what makes the cheese taste the way it does, along with what you do to the milk afterwards. But yeah, our very first cheese was inspired by um, a Basque-style cheese called Osso Arati, and an arch version is called Anabasque. 
and it's a sheet milk cheese that it has a washed rind. So when you do cheese, you know, you have some cultures, you have salt, you have rennet, and you have the milk. Those are the only four ingredients. But from those ingredients, you can make thousands of different types of cheeses depending on the recipe, how you're making it, and also how you're aging it. And so when I say it's a washed rind cheese, I'm referring to how we age it. And we use the French word affinage for how we age things. And after we make those wheels of cheese, we are literally washing those wheels with a special brine that has cultures in it that keeps all the mold off and adds flavor and develops a certain kind of flavor and situation happening on the rind. So we do that for several weeks till we get it to where we like it and then we let it dry down. And we're aging everything in small rooms on wooden boards, similar to how they've always aged cheese. Can you uh, share what that word means? Affinage. So it's A-F-F-I-N-A-G-E. And yeah, it's the French word for aging cheese. So someone who would be doing it would be an affineur. Oh, mon dieu. Okay, (laughs) cool. (laughs) Well, that's really beautiful. And I'm glad that you brought up the Anabasque because that was the first one we wanted to talk about. That cheese won the gold at the American Cheese Society Awards. I think it's probably our most awarded cheese. Um, So we're very proud of it. And it's done quite well in lots of different competitions. In fact, last year was the World Cheese Championship and it got second. And World, when you're talking about washed rind sheet milk cheese, there's there's a lot of competition. So we were extremely proud. I think the first place cheese was from Spain. So it was very exciting. Oh, my goodness. So yeah, so that's our most awarded cheese, and it's also our most popular cheese nationally. So that's the one we send most frequently to California, New York, and and off to the coasts. But you were up against places like France and Italy. That's really tremendous. The American Cheese Society is a competition that's really focused on artisan cheesemakers, so people who are really dedicated to their crafts, working with really lovely milk. And it's it's very competitive as well, and we're always, always pleased when we can win an award in that competition because it's makers from all across the country. Cheese competitions are really fun. They're kind of done like dog shows. There's all these different categories. So there's like 90 different categories and they can be very specific to, you know, a cheddar this age to, you know, a mozzarella to zero to 30 days rindless and then all the milk. So there's all these different categories and then everyone competes. There's judges. There's um, a technical judge and an aesthetic judge. So one judge is looking for defects. The other judge is looking for um, features and qualities, and then you come up with a score out of 100, and then they rank people that way, and then they actually will take the t- all the tops, and they'll do a best in show. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm just wondering, how did, how did you get into this? So I was a project manager for years and years, but I also always had a really thriving interest in local food, and I'm a food writer. So I wrote a cooking column for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel for 10 years and, you know, had a blog like everybody else and interviewed lots of small artisan food businesses and chefs. And I was actually at a potluck for women farmers where I met Anna Landmark, my business partner, and she was getting her cheesemaking license because here in Wisconsin, you get your cheesemaking license. You have to take courses. You have to do an apprenticeship. It's take an exam. It's quite rigorous. And we found out we had kids in the same grade at school and we just hit it off and started talking and as a writer, I had lots of questions about what she was going to do with her business and lots of thoughts. And we ended up just partnering up. It made sense to get together. We could grow faster. And, you know, between the two of us, we have five kids. So we're busy. So we're able to split some duties. So she does the production operations. I do, um, you know, admin sales marketing. We both come up with cheeses and we're small enough that we both do a lot of everything.
Yeah, and so, you know, we talked about the Anabasque, which won the gold, and you mentioned earlier the Picora, it's a Nochala? Nochiola. Nochiola. Uh, Picora Nochiola, which I tried for the first time this week, and it is so tasty. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, okay. I, I mean, I knew it won an award, but I didn't understand until I took that first bite. I would assume it's like almost similar to Parmesan. Like, what what's going on there with that award winner? Yeah, so... If you go to Italy and you get a, a pecorino, you could get any number of cheeses. Basically, a pecorino is just something that's made with sheet milk. Also, it's made in an Italian style, so it's a cooked pressed cheese, which is why it's a firmer texture. So it's going to have a similar texture to Parmesan. You know, it's drier. You can grate it. You can shave it. However, you could still do a lot of different things with pecorino. So if you're in the grocery stores here, you're going to find a lot of pecorino romano, which is going to be much older, saltier, and and cheapy. You're also going to find a lot of Romanos that are made with cow milk, which is obviously not a pecorino. You just made a face like that is like that ain't right. <laughs> well, so, like, you know, there's a cheese for everybody. Um, but ours is going to be a lot more subtle. Sheep milk has a really nice nutty flavor, and I feel like this cheese really highlights that flavor. And it's just super versatile, and I don't think I've ever met anyone who didn't like it. So whenever I have someone who's maybe a little nervous about trying sheet milk cheese for the first time, Bacora Nociola is usually one I try to get in their mouth and get them to, to try it because they, like I said, I don't think I've ever had any not enjoy it. Yeah. I've also seen it described as bright. And I was curious, like, what does bright mean with cheese? Yeah. Cheese words in general are, it's like wine. And a lot of it, people get really worried about the words they're using. And sometimes I like words like bright or words that are almost a little bit more personality driven than flavor driven, like the feeling you're getting when you eat that that cheese. You know, like a gruyere feels very comfortable and cozy and kind of wintry. And that's what I want to melt over like French onion soup in the wintertime. And pecorino and our pipit, they just have a, a, a lightness, a brightness. Just It's just a little bit lighter and brighter. It's not a heavy feeling. It's tricky to come up with the words. A lot of people default to like the word sharp and usually they just mean like strong or flavorful. So when I talk to people at the market, it's fun to get from them what they're really looking for in a cheese. And usually it's as easy as saying, you know, what are your favorite cheeses and what do you like to do with them? And then I can help guide them to one of ours that may, may be a great fit for them. Right. Like what do you want to pair it with basically also could be another consideration. Yeah. Are you cooking with it? Um, are you taking it to a party? Do you want to have, you know, crowd pleasers? Do you want something more adventurous? You know, do you want to kind of challenge people and take them out of their comfort zone a little bit? Or do you just want to have, you know, a really nice night? And I love it, especially when people are cooking with it. You know, cheese boards are wonderful. And I love that people are just snacking on on cheese and putting together great spreads for their friends and family. But just like they say, you should cook with good wine. I love it when people cook with really good cheese, too, because it's it's more expensive, but you don't need as much if you're not just looking for something to like melt and glue stuff together, if you're really looking to add flavor and texture, using really great cheeses in your dishes is a good way to go. Yeah. And you, if you want people to feel bright and bold and <laughs> sassy. sassy, yes. And so I'm curious, how do sheep milk cheeses compare to cow milk cheeses? Like, what's the difference there? So one, I feel like it's kind of a misconception is people... First of all, people assume sheep and goat are going to be the same and they're different. And then people kind of assume that all sheep milk cheeses are the same and all goat milk cheeses are the same. Whereas if you think about cow milk, you don't think that way at all. You know, you think of cheddars and blue cheeses and mozzarella. Those are all cow milk and all those cheeses are wildly different. 
So if you decide that you don't like, you know, a certain cheddar, you're not going to write off all the other cow milk cheeses. But people tend to do that with goat and sheep. They'll have one that they didn't care for and they'll be like, oh, I, I just don't like goat cheese. I don't like sheep cheese. So I really try to, you know, educate people and expand their minds a little bit to know that, you know, all these cheeses are going to taste different. So we make anywhere from, you know, six to eight cheeses at a given time. And they all taste quite different because one is a washed rind, one is a natural rind, one is firm, one is very light and creamy and fresh. So goat has, people will often say like a Barney flavor. And I don't mean that in a negative way at all because I really, really enjoy goat cheese. And when goat cheeses are well-made, they're delicious. And sheep milk, the flavor is a little bit more like lanolin, kind of an aroma that people aren't super familiar with. And it's going to be stronger in some cheeses rather than, than others. Some it's very subtle. But I'd say that the dominating flavors in sheep milk are, A, that it's just rich. I mean, all that fat, double the fat is, that's a, that's a lot more fat than, than other milks, but it makes for a really luxurious cheese and a little bit sweet and a little bit nutty. If you ever have the chance to try fresh sheep milk, I mean, it's the best milk you'll ever drink. It would also really? cost like $15 a gallon because sheep <laughs> milk is very expensive. Well, now I've got something to add to my my food bucket list. <laughs> In the future, we would love to do a little bit of bottling and maybe sell it like quartz is like coffee creamer since it is so rich and delicious. Wow. I love that. And, you know, your feta also took home an award. It did. You know, we've been making feta for a long time and it's a very classic cheese. So we never really thought about entering it. So we just started entering it this year and it's, yeah, it's done well. It's a traditional sheet milk feta. Um, if you were to be in Greece legally, it would have to be at least 70% sheet milk to be called feta. You can't legally make cow milk feta in Greece. And the other 30% could be sheep or goat. So again, in the grocery stores here, you see mostly cow milk feta. And most of those fetas were made and packaged and sent to the store very quickly. We make ours and we brine it for six months, sometimes even a year. So it sits in a, in a basically a container of a barrel with salt water, a brine, and aging. So the texture is getting creamier. It's absorbing salt um, and developing flavor. Grilled cheeses. I heard about your grilled cheese that you guys are a champion. What's your secret there? Our secret is good cheese, good butter, good bread, and just keeping it really, really simple. So we we have a, we're in Paoli. We have our um, aging space here, a little shop and a, a very simple cafe where we literally just do grilled cheese sandwiches and occasionally a few other specials and, and some cheese boards, but it's, I wouldn't even call it a, a restaurant. But we do, um, we use Madison sourdough bread. We use our own butter, salted butter. And then, yeah, we use just great cheese, mostly ours. We do, uh, we do have a classic cheddar as well. And sometimes we'll bring in some other um, Wisconsin cheeses for meltiness, but we'll add ours in for flavor. We'll do one or two cheeses on a sandwich and then maybe an accompaniment, like a little bit of jam or mustard. But that's really oh, it. And we have a panini amazing. press. So it's super basic, but really, really delicious. Yeah, you can get really fancy, but we don't. <laughs> it's it's simple, but packs a punch. Um, and, you know, like, I actually, I, I just visited Paoli and, and got the opportunity to check out the cafe and Man, it's it's really cute in there. Um, and I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about butter because <laughs> you guys yeah. are like, making your own butter and, and not many creameries do anymore. No. So why is that, you know, important to y'all? Yeah, that is a brand new thing for us. So we are down at the end of Paoli and then in the middle of town, Seven Acre Dairy Company just opened up and we have partnered up with them. So they also have their hotel, restaurant, cafe 
And when Nick, the owner, approached us, he really wanted to bring some sort of manufacturing or production back to that building because it originally was a, a cheese plant. It made butter and it made Swiss cheese back from the 1880s through the mid-1900s, I believe. And so for a while we thought about, because we don't have our own plant, we actually rent space at a plant called Cedar Grove in Plain, Wisconsin. We make our cheese there and we bring it to our building in Paolita to age out. So we've been trying to figure out a way to have our own plant for a while. So we toyed with the idea of actually putting in a full-on small-scale cheese plant over at Seven Acre. And with the historical restoration they were doing and the space they were allowed, it just would have been very cost prohibitive and we wouldn't have gotten enough space. So we thought about other opportunities and butter you can make on a much smaller footprint. So we have a very small 500 square foot space in there, but it's a fully licensed dairy plant. We call it a micro dairy. And in it, we have a small pasteurizer and we have a butter churn. So we bring in cream. We actually bring it in cans, kind of old, old school. So it's made very small batches. We make anywhere from 50 to 100 pounds at a time. That's it. And then we actually hand shape it. Figuring out how to package it was tricky because what you get from the store, you actually get from a, it's called a butter printer. That's how they they print those sticks and those blocks. So uh. it makes that shape. And then another machine that wraps it and another machine that labels it. And all those machines together are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. So clearly we're not going to do that. We thought about a tub, but a tub is so basic. We kind of wanted to do something a little bit different. So we actually, um, after watching lots of videos and doing research, we kind of do it the way they do in France, where we have paddles and we actually hand shape it. So we take that soft butter Stop. out of the churn. We use paddles. <laughs> we'll mix in the salt. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get the temperature of the room right. So hopefully we'll have it right soon because right now we're shaping it and wrapping it off site. But hopefully we'll be able to watch us do that at Seven Acre in the next in the coming weeks. We do get everything tested, and then also butter by law has to be graded. So a licensed butter grader has to taste that butter and make sure it is grade AA or grade A. Honestly, I'm just thinking about how do I get that job? <laughs> get the butter oh, we're tasting. Yeah, you, you come on down, Bianca. We'll put you to work. <laughs> okay, amazing. I mean, paola is just magical. You know, I'm like, what's going on there? Why why is this happening in <laughs> Paoli? Yeah, it's been it's been a fun adventure bringing Seven Acre and, you know, they're working with some farmers right down the road. We're working with a, a dairy farmer down the road doing some great things, but it's getting a lot more attention and we're excited that people are hearing about us. Anna, thank you so, so much for your time and for all the heart you guys put into that food. I'm already better for it. And I know lots of people are, are very happy. <laughs> thank you, Bianca. It was a pleasure to talk to you today. That's Anna Thomas-Bates, co-owner of Landmark Creamery in Paoli. We'll toss a link to their site if you're keen to learn more. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with somebody who loved lamb chop growing up? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, 